by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Up. All right, let's go. Good morning, happy Monday, and happy game week. Nick Sainert filling in for the world-traveling Jake Sorensen this week, and I'm joined this Monday morning with Steve Sipple. Hello, Sip. Ah, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to I roll s- here? I am. I see you have a LaCroix. Are you getting ready? Is that your get-up <laughs> I just got to stay hydrated in, in advance of an eight-hour flight. I leave at one at three or something okay. like that. <laughs> figure, figure out my you flight time. You don't know what time yeah, you leave. Three ten, I think, is the time. So you go from Omaha, Lincoln, Lincoln, United, to Lincoln to Chicago to Dublin. How long of a layover is in Dublin? Because I was talking to other media members, and I heard that there's about a nine hour layover for some of them in Chicago. No, I got a five hour. Okay, yeah. so that's not as bad. Yeah. Because you're gonna, are you gonna try to sleep on the one overnight? I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I don't I don't have a grand plan. Oh, so you're I just kind of not prepared. No, I'm prepared. I live pretty much in three-hour segments, and okay. the next three hours are pretty set for me, so I'll deal with the following three hours after that. A couple minutes ago, you said that uh, you still need to pack. No, no, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty good shape. There's okay, a, sip, just because we get on the air doesn't mean you have to pretend like you're already in mental No, I'm in pretty good, I'm pretty good shape, pretty okay. good shape. I got to right. figure out a jacket. I do. I got to f- I got to figure that part out. What, what's to figure out about it? What kind to take, maybe how many to take, maybe just buy one when you're there. Um, that, that is a bold strategy. Yeah. Have you called your – so this is something that a lot of people don't think about. Have you called your credit card co- or your yes. car company, yes. your phone company? Uh, the phone company will prompt you when you get overseas. Okay. So I'm, I'll wait for the prompt. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm told the phone company when you change when, when you change those those cell towers are different. They know where you're at. It's okay. kind of scary, by the way. Not not a big fan of that. For See, that reasons. that did not that must be a new thing over the last couple of years because when I went to Europe when I was a senior in high school, uh, I went to like eight different countries or whatever. When I went to Europe, they did not do that. You had to call the well, if that's the, the situation, carrier, yeah, I'll carrier. call. So yeah. I just you know I don't want you to. Be lost without a phone. I wouldn't mind that at all. Well, it's not like you would mind it, but you got a job to do. Uh, but I don't know how much I got to use my phone. I mean, you tweet, tweet, you tweet. Yeah. You didn't even bring your laptop today. No, because I'm so, I'm so confident we can do this. We were at the same news conference yesterday. We yeah. heard a lot. There's a lot to talk about. I just don't. Sometimes I don't, and I, I'll do it with Jake. Um, sometimes I won't bring my computer, or sometimes I'll bring it. Not even. Start it, yeah. So because, you don't want to be looking at it, right? I, I mean, sometimes you got you have to, but you have sound from the press conference, so I don't have to read quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just do this. Yeah, I mean, like triple I, pump. I have, <laughs> you've been saying that. Uh, Kent says on the text line once again. Reminder: you can get in touch with the show all two hours here today. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline. The Sutter Hayman text line. Both those. Open for you guys as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Um, once again, Nick Sander with you guys filling in for Jake Sorensen, who is, 
I'm not sure where he's Scotland. at. Scotland. He's still in Scotland. Scotland. He was at Saint. He he took the tour of Saint Andrews. I saw the picture yesterday. Saint Andrews yesterday for Jake, and that was a a a life experience he yeah. won't soon forget. And, and you know, you saw the photos. He looks very natural at Saint Andrews. He does, doesn't he? He looks like he could play. Looks like he could be a member. Yeah. Right. He's got the got the pants that don't cover the ankles that just go down to the ankles and everything. He looks like he's happy. So he's very happy. I, he's been texting me. He's you can tell that he and his wife Elizabeth are having a grand time. That's good. And um, he's missed, but not. But I really and and I said, I I know that I do this. I thank you way too much. Um, it's sort of a bad trait. But I, I thank you off air. I want to thank you on air for filling in. Oh, thank you, Sip. We really well, appreciate it. Hey, I, I, I'll be honest. Like, so Bach's going to be with me from Tuesday to Friday. Thank which you, is Bach. Be good. But I was glad that we get to do one show together. Yes. Because it, it's just, it's a breeze. Send off show. Yeah, it's it's a breeze. Once again, get in touch with the show, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Hamid Text Line. Like Sip mentioned, we were both at uh, Scott Frost's press conference yesterday. The Huskers will depart tonight at 8 p.m., I believe, their flight leaves. And Scott was telling us that they'll black out the plane about an hour after takeoff and they'll get let the guys get some sleep. And I think part of it, um, one, one thing that was clarified in Scott Frost's pretty lengthy opening statement yesterday. Yeah, he did an opening statement. Yeah, he addressed, Newsflash. He addressed quite a few things. Mm-hmm. And, and I know people are big on opening statements, so he, he addressed quite a few things. Um, and, and we'll get to one of those here in a moment, but it looks like we do have a phone call that let's get to right out of the break. We have Tim on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Tim, good morning. Happy Monday. Happy game week. What is on your mind? Well, I got two questions. Um, Nick, you went to the boat on uh, Saturday, I believe, right? <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm just curious uh, what, what your wagers were. Okay. Um, you know, and, and, and just be honest, man. I mean, I'll, you know, a professional gambler, Will hit fifty-seven percent of fifty-five to fifty-seven percent of their bets. Okay. So if somebody does that for a living. Um, on, on just a throwing on just a coin toss, um, you, you're at fifty percent odds. So gotcha. a professional only goes seven percent above the the just a, a coin flip. So um, just be honest. And then hey, mm-hmm. um, Steve, I, I, I just got to ask a question for you, buddy, because I know my honest opinion, and I know you're going to the game, and I know you're pumped and amped for it, but. Do you really want um, – ideally, if Nebraska could could host their opening game, would you, would you be better off with that than, than going? Um, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Thanks. Tim. Okay. Thanks, Tim. Um, I've never – Tim, I've never been to Europe. Uh, I'm excited for the trip. Ah, it's a good question. No, I'd say I'd lean toward going to Europe. I think this is going to be um, – It'll be good to see <laughs> another land. I've been to a lot of the Caribbean islands, and that's the extent of my travels. Travel travels over I, overseas. I don't even. Did you say Caribbean's overseas? If you go to Barbados, I, I it's clear I, down I, I, by. I'm not gonna lie. I couldn't, couldn't tell you where the Caribbean was. Off the coast of Florida, deep. Okay, keep thank going you. south. Thank I, you. I mean, Barbados is my favorite Caribbean island, and that's pretty. That's far. That's pretty close to South America. So, okay. but but I. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for – hey, Tim, I'd rather it be in Dublin. And not just for me. I think for the players it's a fun deal. It'll be fun playing in that stadium, um, soccer stadium. I think it's going to be a good experience. Let's talk about what Frost said about the puke yeah. gate. Let's go to puke gate. Okay, so, yeah, so, Tim, we'll, we'll get to my bets later in my show. Yeah, uh, Tim, um, hold on on that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to – okay, so Scott Frost, one of the things he clarified in his opening statement was this whole puking saga and, and comments that he made earlier on the radio this week 
um, where he was saying guys were puking on the offensive line 15 to 20 times in practice. And 10 to 15. 10 to 15. Yeah, we got to get our barf count correct. <laughs> I thought it was 15 to 20, Sid. Oh, uh, okay, maybe I'm not right. I don't know. It, it was Barf count. It was exaggerated. What is our barf count? Barf count. Yeah. But anyway, here's, here's what Scott Frost had to say on, on clarifying, and then we'll dive into it. Okay. want to touch on the O-line things I said earlier this week. I, you know, I was trying to portray how hard the O-line had been working and how proud of, of them I am. Um, might have exaggerated puking a little bit, but I, the, the important thing is uh, I want to make sure everybody understands our training staff and weight staff do an unbelievable job of keeping me abreast of everything going on at practice. We have monitors, heart monitors. Uh, we know their complete output. Um, we cut back practice if we think it's getting too hard or guys have spent too much. You know, I talked about our, our practices this camp have been three on and one off, which is all an attempt to try to keep them healthy and fresh. So I know a lot got made out of that. Um, I can ensure you between Mark and the wait staff and I, we're, we're doing absolutely everything to keep these guys healthy, and, and that's our number one priority. Now, Sip, we, we talked about this yesterday when we were at the press conference. I kind of gave you my thoughts on, on this whole situation. And I said this Friday on my show, but I, I think this whole the puking saga really shows how bad Nebraska football just needs to play a game. Because if you st- took a step back after Scott Frost said his comments on Thursday and you thought to yourself, yeah, a program that is coming off of a three-win season needs as good of publicity as they can get every single time out there as of right now um, would be okay with sharing that their guys are puking X amount of times and that their nutritionists, their strength and conditioning staff the head coach, and even leadership up top with Trev Albertson in the athletic department would think that it's a good idea to go on and say that. And, and, and I, I just really think that this was blown out of proportion. I think this was taken way too far. And I think it just shows, once again, that Nebraska just needs to play a damn football game. And they need Saturday to get here as soon as possible because that's the only thing that's really going to change people's minds about this. Mm-hmm. It's not about finding out in practice how hard they're playing or how hard they're practicing. It's not about finding out. I mean, like all these, all these little side conversations are great, but at the end of the day, the, the, the most important thing is what happens on Saturdays. We can all agree on that. Yeah. And, and I just wonder, you know, how many, I guess, how, how many folks took a step back and, and didn't think about what Scott Frost said and, and, and thought to themselves, would, would they really say it? Cause that's not a good thing to be excited about. I, <clears throat> Nick, couple things. Yeah, you're right. It's it was blown out of proportion. They need a game. Scott Scott as a CEO has to be a little more mindful of saying the right quote unquote right things that's, that's and understanding point. the way the world is right now and that a certain segment is going to take a certain a, kind of a certain segment, a kind of a predictable segment of society is going to take that quote and run with it, which they did. Yeah, the, the the you know the amount of offensive linemen throwing up in practice. Here's the thing about it. This is if you're going to criticize this or this comment that Scott made on Thursday night on the radio, or you know take him to task for it then you better mention prominently the three-day off, or excuse me, the three-day on, one-day off practice schedule, which 
Okay, so they practice three days and take one off. Nick, Nick, that is light. Mm-hmm. There are former players that will tell you, God, that's soft. They will. Now, how can you take him to task, Scott, for saying, you know, saying sort of a flip remark yeah. about players puking and not mention very prominently this schedule that I thought was I was kind of taken aback by it in that it seems like it's overly safe. Well, well we we've Do you understand? Yeah, we've even heard Scott say things like I remember when I was here we were doing X amount of days straight of practice and they were two a days even. Right. And so Oh we, god, yeah. He's, he's even been at the forefront Nick, of that. I covered it when it when it was they wouldn't there was no three day off or excuse me, three day on, one day off. It was yeah. just grind ten straight days. Six of those were two a days. They I mean come on. What are we talking about here? It's I think it's sort of okay, I'll get it. I get it to a certain extent. Nick, some people are concerned about player safety. I get that. Uh, everybody, well, I mean, not just some people. Everybody should be concerned about Of course we are. Scott, but what I'm suggesting, Nick, is that with that three-day on, one-day off practice schedule, it suggests to me that Scott is being overly concerned about player safety. Not – so if you're going to do this thing where you write a big column about Scott – about Scott and maybe feeling uneasy about what he said, then you better include that that practice schedule. Look at all sides of it. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's cliche to say this, but dig a little deeper. And that was my whole my, that was my whole thought on this. And once again, I'll reiterate it. Like I said it on Friday. What is that? You stick, take a step back, and you think, is that really? possible that they are allowing that many guys to get sick and still think it's a good idea number Mm -hmm. one and then number two to go on radio where everybody thousands of people are listening you know radio shows across the state maybe even across the country will dissect it because this is a story i guess this is a comment this is a comment that got dissected across the country and on social media and obviously to, to a certain extent you have to block out that outside noise but also it's like you think that they would want to come on the air and talk, say that? If that was he, truly the case? Like he said, he exaggerated. Nick, I got to tell you something, though. Now, this is, I'm, I don't mind saying this because I wrote it. And it's an admission that will get me in trouble with a segment of our texters. Uh-oh. It will. I, there are two instances since late July where I'm, I was clearly tone deaf. And I didn't. Okay. This was the second one. The first one was opening statement gate where I was at. I was in Indianapolis covering Frost's appearance mm-hmm. appearances because he 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 was in front of the media twi- at least twice. The second time he was in front of the media, he failed to make an opening statement. Yeah. He was taking a task for Nick. I was sitting there. I was sitting there when it happened. And it never once occurred to me that that could become a story. It never even entered my mind. Mm-hmm. And th- the only time it entered my mind was later that night at dinner when somebody said, hey, some people are making a big deal of this. And I was, I was blown away. Yeah. Okay. And I, scared, I was sort of blown away in that, wow, I didn't, maybe I didn't, did I not recognize a story here? 
as days went on, I exonerated myself. I thought, no, it's a stupid story. It's this is ridiculous. Yeah. The more I read about it, the more people that tried to make tried to make it a deal, I was like, this is ridiculous. This is where we're at. That we're taking a coach to task for not making an opening statement. Really, this is where we're at. I had the same thought the other night when Thursday night when he was on the Sports Network. I didn't hear. I was covering it, Nick. Yeah. I was covering Scott on radio. Stay with me. But when he talked about the quarterback and named Casey the starter, I scrambled to write a story as he was still on the radio. Yeah. And I missed that comment. But then I went back and I was looking at my colleagues' tweets and I saw, okay, I saw the quote about vomiting. Yeah. Offensive lineman vomiting. But you know what? It, the only thing I thought was I got to go back and listen to this and maybe add it to my story. But I, then I thought, nah, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I never even considered. Nick. Yeah. Am I tone deaf? I don't know if you're tone deaf because, like, I look back at that opening statement, and we, we don't need to really necessarily talk about that specific instance any, any oh, deeper. No, no, we don't need to go into But that. it's it's more of like, uh, once again, it goes back to exactly what I said at the start of the segment. Nebraska just needs to play a football game, right? And, and, and it just really shows how oh, bad how bad Nebraska and, and Nebraska fans, right? You've had 200 and some days since Nebraska's last football game or whatever the, the number is. And it's just like it just really goes to show how bad the folks around here need Husker football because like and honestly they they're they're interested in this program like that and we're getting a lot of this on the text line of of you know now nowadays it, it, the, the studies show that it's not good to do two a day practices and things like that and right I, that's not well, the conversation not. they're not doing two a day yeah. practices and, and I don't think that's the conversation that we're having it's it's more of the if you really thought that Nebraska would want to come out in front of their program and say that fully admit that they're pushing their guys too hard, then right. that's, that's where I feel you, like it was kind you. of across the line. I hear you. I, you know, there are people that are just waiting around every corner. Oh, absolutely. They're waiting and, around er, Nick. They're waiting around that, every corner to be offended. They're waiting around every corner to, 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 take you to task for something um it's it's just the world we're in nick well it's it, the yeah. world we're in yeah I, I it think, is unfortunate but it's that's the world we're in yeah and, and let's be honest like the every little thing mostly bad that, that that happens or that is brought up this season is going to be magnified yeah like i we, we but have there's we, things that need to be magnified there, there's good things that need to be magnified there's that things, aren't well, well that's true too. I, I think that's a that's, that's a an very, interesting point. Let's be honest, because people are we're in a world right now for whatever reason that 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 like I said, people are just waiting to feel indignant. Mm -hmm. They're waiting to be offended. Yeah. They're waiting to say tisk 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 to you. All right? Yeah, I just right haven't heard tisk in a while. Tisk tisk tisk, Nick, for your take. That's <laughs> just joking. Vince. <laughs> Let's go to Vince in Napa, Vince. California. Vince, good morning. Happy Monday. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, fellas. How are you? It's nice to hear from you. What's your thoughts on all this? It's a, well, well, for one, it's a reflection. Well, for one, it's a reflection of the world that we live in. I mean, when when Coach Frost came out with, uh, you know, the, uh, the whole puke comments, I mean, Number one, I mean, I didn't think a whole lot of it. <clears throat> I just looked at it as nothing more than, you know, he was 
he was just kind of waxing hyperbole, which I think we're probably, you know, I think we're all to be really honest with ourselves, you know, we're, we're all guilty of from time to time, you know, and, uh, and it's just that, well, and, and it's just that, you know, and you're right, Sipch and, and Nick, people, people tend to over, you know, people overanalyze everything that, uh, people are doing but most of all those sip i go back to a comment that that i, th- I think you had made it last week how you know there's segments uh, i mean there's segments of the fan base well segments of the fan base and who knows maybe segments of people that work within the university that you know they may say they want nebraska to win but you know but they want scott frost to fail at which point i say and this is you know, and, and, you know, and, and this is a little bit of a hot take on my part. So okay. you might want to turn on the sprinklers for this one. Okay. Is that, <clears throat> well, here's what I say. If you, I mean, how can you, I mean, if your attitude is that you want to see Scott Frost fail, how the hell can you call yourself a Nebraska fan? Mm. How the hell can you call yourself a Nebraska, a University of Nebraska employee? No, you're not a Nebraska fan. You're a fan of your stupid cockamamie takes, if that's your attitude. But you know what, though, fellas? Mm-hmm. You're damn right. <clears throat> we need to play a football game yeah, what, happen, what needs to happen. Yeah, we go. Right. <clears throat> but right. you want to know what else we need to do come Saturday? We not only need to open up, play a football game, we need to go out there, go to Dublin, <laughs> open up a can of kick-ass that they've never seen before. And we need to go out there and fight with bloody knuckles. Double, a double whammy. Thank you. Wow. That's exactly how it is. Open up a can of kick ass and fight with bloody knuckles. He came with two today. That's game week. Okay, now here's the thing. Nebraska Nick, Vince alluded to this, has been in this unfortunate position probably a few too many times since the Osborne era where there are people – there are people in the fan base cheering against the head coach. There are people in the administration, most likely, cheering against the head coach. Now, Vince, I have – I can rationalize it for those people, though, for those fans that are actually cheering against the program. They they rationalize it this way. They want what's best for the program. They think what's best for the program is for the current team to fail. That's a horrible, horrible situation for a program to be in. We've seen it, though. We saw it during the Solich era. We certainly saw it during the Pelini era. I guess to a certain extent, Callahan and Riley. It seemed like it was more profound um, during the Pelini era. It certainly was from an administration standpoint. There's no doubt that Steve Peterson wanted Frank Solich to lose. Now, why? And and Nick, I'm going to tell you something. That's not conjecture. I was at the Colorado game in 03 when Nebraska won, beat Colorado to win its ninth game. And I thought, okay, maybe Frank's safe. Until, Nick, until I saw administrators from Nebraska on the field in the postgame area with looks of utter fear. Like, this is not what we needed here. White-faced, scowls. After beating a rival – administrators clearly upset that their team had won. I saw the same thing at Iowa when Nebraska, 2014, when Pelini's team beat Iowa in Kinnick Stadium, and you saw administrators 
that were clearly, you know, uncomfortable, not celebratory. Yeah. After Nebraska beats a, a rival, border rival, uncomfortable, white-faced. That's an unfortunate place for a program to be. I'm afraid we're there again. Yeah, and Jeff gets it, says this on the text line, and, and we mentioned this. Let's not act like Frost is the victim here. He keeps saying stupid things and is bringing heat on himself. Now, like we, we mentioned, like, wasn't a great. He kind of put his foot in his mouth. Exactly, didn't he? exactly. Yeah. And there's been a tr- there's not like a track record, I suppose, uh, of things that have that have come up that are, are not the brightest, right? But I also think that's part of learning how to become a head coach. Now, I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to say once again, like, play the victim card here. Yeah. But you have to remember that when Scott Frost came here, he was coming off an undefeated season after his second year as a head coach, ever. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I think a lot of Husker fans, myself included, did not think or did not even or even come across my mind was the growth that was still going to have to happen as a head coach. Right. Nonetheless, at, at your alma mater, uh-huh. where the pressure is, is as big as anywhere, it feels like. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. There's a lot of pressure. Oh, a lot of pressure. <laughs> there's a lot of pressure. I can't think of too many places where well, there's I, more pressure. I, I think about like Florida, and it's Dan Mullen, the minute that he gets a five-win season or six-win season, he's out the door. And, and like things like that. Okay, that's true. But – that's true. At, at Nebraska now, like I feel like this is the first season that once again, and I, and we use CEO role so often so far this off season, and I don't necessarily like throwing it around so loose, but we we use the term CEO, and I feel like Scott Frost needs to number one learn how to become a coach and be a CEO, and he's in the process of that mm-hmm. because he's never been had that opportunity. Or, or taken that opportunity in years past at Nebraska specifically. Nick, some people would say this is this isn't a this isn't the type of role head coach at Nebraska where you should be learning on the job. That's true. Now, there's a way to spin that though. Okay. Yep. What's wrong with continuing to grow? As a isn't everybody trying to continue to grow? Well, isn't isn't here, Nick Saban? Doesn't he stick his foot in his mouth sometimes? Didn't he just do that this summer? Yeah, well, with it, the whole with the whole saga with Jimbo, Jimbo. then he stick his foot in his mouth. Yeah, and and you can talk about that on a, on a large or a small scale or a large scale. And when you talk about what's the difference between a decent coach and a great coach, is their ability to make adjustments a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Whether you're talking drive to drive, quarter to quarter, half to or, half, game to game, or season to season, mm-hmm. and, and season to seasons, including the off season, in my mind. Here's the thing. Leaders stick their foot in their mouth. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. Leaders, even ba- even tenured, successful leaders, Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer's not still growing right now. He's out of the game. He's got to be an analyst again on Fox. By the way, did you see that? I did see that. But he, but it. I mean, just because Scott is forty-seven or four, forty-seven, I think he's forty-seven or forty-eight. I mean, he's not Nick. He's not that young. He is pretty young as a head coach, though. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be so. I get what you're saying. Sixth year, but I mean, we have to be very clear. He stuck his foot in his mouth on Thursday night. Absolutely, and and I'm not saying I'm not. I didn't say all that as an excuse for the last four years. The record is what the record is. Fifteen and twenty nine. And when when we talk about once again, I'll, I'll come back to that that thought I just had a moment ago of difference between decent coaches and great coaches or their ability to make adjustments a lot of the time. And he hasn't been able to make adjustments through the first four years, or or the necessary about the you, necessary. When you adjustments. say adjustments, are you talking about off the field? I think it could be both. Yeah. Okay. 
That's I what I was hoping you'd say. Off the field and on the field. Yeah, he's he's in the midst of this CEO adjustment. <laughs> yeah, does anybody still think that players are mistreated over there? Is that is that again, again? I think there's. Hey, Nick, I know this. A lot of former players would tell you that their practice structure during August was soft, was light. So, so you see what's happening right now? He's getting it from both sides. He's getting it from the people who are up in arms about the comment he made on the radio. Yep. And he gets it in a more sort of underground manner, undertones from people who say that practice schedule he used was too light. Yeah. So, so oftentimes when you're a leader, you do get it from both sides. That's part of the reason that you are – Pay the big bucks. That's that. That goes along with being a leader, right? Mm-hmm. Slings and arrows. Take them. I mean, but exactly. But there has to be a fairness. And what I believe in this conversation, there's a certain segment of people that just aren't being fair. You cannot take him to task on that puke gate quote without bringing up the fact that his practice schedule during the month of August was was I judge it to be light. Yeah, light. Well, and now, Come on. now, and now then, studies will show, though, Sip, that that's the better format. That, that science, for, get yeah, it. Yeah, science, right? Um, yeah. Now, here's the other part of science. They tell those uh, linemen, those 310-pounders, drink as much water as you po- – I mean, not possibly can, but they pump water in those dudes, okay? And sometimes a guy's going to throw up some water, okay? That, that some, that's that's going to happen. Yeah. Now I'm not. Now, now, cue the people yeah, saying exactly. Sips being an apologist again. Come on, there's a certain there's certain realities attached with 300 pounders practicing 95 degree heat. Just do you not practice? Do you just call it off? Then if you call it off, then he's getting it from the other side. Oh God, 100%. you're gonna be playing in heat. You guys are gonna be playing in 99 degree heat at Memorial Stadium. Do you just call the game off? You see where this goes? It goes nowhere is where it goes. Well, and I just, like, once again, and, and we, obviously we're not making this a, a Scott Frost hot seat discussion, but the, the conversation over the last four years and even into this season now, I, I've continued to say this. It, there's never been a question about effort. There's never been a question of whether or not Scott is trying here. Right. Right, whether, whether it's practice, whether it's games, whether it's prep. Scott Frost, there's never been a question about whether or not he's trying. Well, it's the players are. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it hasn't it's, been an it's, effort. It's the actually. way. It's the way it, they're operating. And, and we got the 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 text on the text line. I can't remember who said it now. And once again, four zero two four six four five six eight five. Got the text on the text line of you know we haven't seen growth in the four you know four years. Um, you know, fifteen to twenty nine speaks for itself. And it does. Why, why did it take him almost getting fired to make changes? And and I guess maybe some stubbornness might be involved in that but also like the right people as leaders are a big part of that as well trev alberts Mm. leadership starts at the top and works its way down Mm -hmm. and so i I truly believe like there's a lot of obviously 15 and 29 speaks for itself and i that that's not what my conversation in this discussion is that's not my angle is to say don't worry about the first four years don't because they don't mean anything they do 100% 100% they do in the grand scheme of things. But also, effort has never been a question with Scott Frost. I don't think so, no. And like you said, Sip, with, with their players. Yeah. So, I, I think it's just a couple interesting ways. But, yeah, no, puke and Calment. There you go. They just need to play a damn game. Yeah, well, 
I hope we, I hope we didn't stick our foot in our m mouths. It happens. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. I, I think it's a f sort of a fascinating discussion, really. Yeah. We'll continue this on the other side. Uh, yesterday from the press conference, there was a lot of talking points of Caleb Tanner's growth. One of the captains for Nebraska football heading into this season. We'll dissect it coming up in a couple minutes. You're listening to Early Break. Nick Sander filling in for Jake Sorensen. Sip with me on his last day before Ireland. We'll be right back. As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible. They engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts.